feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Welcome to Oski Talk, episode 62. I am Patrick Cazone with Anthony Pasquale, and let's start off with the breaking news that uh, you and I both broke with uh, Mariah this week. Um, on Monday, uh, Lovey Smith announced that Mike Epstein uh, is out for the season. Yeah, I just want to start by saying we are recording this one from Greg Hall, not yeah. the Armory or the Evans House this yeah. time. So we're, We switched uh, it up. We're, we're in, we've been to three different locations now, and I gotta say... I love Greg Hall, but this is so far my least favorite. <laughs> Army wasn't bad. Evan's house is cool. Evan's house is dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but back to Mike Epstein. It's such a sad story. Um, Rod Smith and Lovey and everybody you talk to just said, this screams Mikey Dudek. And it's just such yeah. a heartbreaking story because both guys work so hard to be good. And... Rod Smith even said Epstein had the best camp of all four running backs. Well, I guess you could say all five running backs. And and that includes Reggie, you know, better than Reggie, a better camp. Because he works his butt off, and he deserved the boatload of the carries in game one. I think he had eight for 40-something yards yeah. before going down with a pretty quiet injury. None of us knew what was happening until the wind took the cover off the the injury stand, and he was just laying there with a towel over his head and his knee wrapped up, and then Lovey says Monday it's a season-ending injury. Tough to hear, but the Illini do have a ton of depth at running back, so I don't think they'll miss him that much in terms of production. Yeah, I want to throw out this stack because I threw it into the article that I wrote um, when we got the news. He's only, by the end of his junior year, he'll only have played 13 games. and So 13 games. He'll basically have played a season, a, a good team season, right? On top of that, say he was injured in <clears throat> that one game his freshman year, another game in his junior year, and now this game where he didn't get a whole lot of rushing yards. So he's actually only played 10 games. He's rushed for, what, 800 yards in 10 games? Not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad He would have yeah. been a 1,000. In theory, like he could have been a 1,000-yard runner almost every year. I mean, say Reg, I mean yeah. obviously that injury helped Reggie last year. He got more carries that way, but I'm just saying, like he had the potential, and I'm you know, look at his averages year to year, six yards per game. Like he had the potential to be a thousand yard runner, but because of those injuries, like he just has never had that season. And I mean, Lovey said um, at the press conference, this is a guy that has a lot of eligibility left, so this won't be his last stand in orange and blue. We're yeah. gonna see him again, and it'll be probably as the featured back with Reggie leaving this year. Right. I like that, right? He's a very good running back to have as your RB1. Yeah, yeah. And, and two, I mean, the running back talent coming in with Reggie Love um, is also very strong. So I, I'm not really worried about it. Like, it's a huge bummer. Obviously, like, we really wanted to see him play this year. I know um, a lot of people thought he was the, the – I mean, Rod Smith said it in his interview. He said, this is the guy coming out of camp. I was like, wow, like, he's prepared for a great season. And mm-hmm. he just gets injured in this first game. It's really sad. Yeah, it's tough to hear now. I think uh, Isaac Trotter put it on Twitter that Illinois is going to be without one of their best recruits in the last few years, and Marquez Beeson without one of their best running backs, without 
one of the best transfers they've had in years with Luke Ford. And, and I mean, those three guys and among some other injuries, pretty big losses. But Illinois looks like they're at least capable of um, filling the void a little bit. Oh, and Bobby Roundtree was the fourth on that list yeah, I there. I mean, you th- really think, like, some we had some really good talent come to Champaign the last couple of years. Yeah, and they've we either have. left or have gotten injured, mm-hmm. which is just really sad. So, or you know, not gotten their chance to play yet. Right, right, right. And you I know, want, I mean, Milos played one game, really. And, yeah. you know, we got Luke Ford coming next year and all these other guys coming next year. But, I mean, this year matters, too. And the Illini are going to have to do it, do what they can with what they have. And so far, it's a 1-0 record. Yeah, I feel like we should start previewing the uh, UConn game here to get you guys hyped up for it. Um, the run game is going to be huge for UConn. And that scares me a little bit, but I'm glad we'll find out how good our run defense is well, yeah, if, after this UConn game. If there's a, ever a time that you're going to miss Bobby Roundtree, it's this week. You know, against a good run team, that, that front seven, especially the defensive line, is going to miss Roundtree a lot. And, you know, we talked to Milo Eifler a lot on Monday and when we asked them, you know, what do you know about UConn? Everybody that we asked kept on saying they got a good running back. They have a good head coach, but they have a really good running back. And so shutting down the run is going to be very important this weekend. If Illinois wants to win, what is it, their first non-conference road game in 12 years? Yeah. That, I mean. <laughs> oh, we were talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was it was 12 years, right? When was the last one? 2007, they said. 2007. Against Syracuse. Against Syracuse. That's crazy. So this will be, I mean, great opportunity. I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was funny. This is funny, like, trash talk. Uh, UConn's coach, Randy Edsel, said of Illinois, they did a great job in free agency. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had the best. we did do a great job in free agency. They Yeah. That's what the transfer market is <laughs> I now. Mean, we, we stole... I don't want to say still. We got a lot of good talent, and it's coming from the West Coast. We're getting a lot of West Coast players. You know, we had those two USC transfers, Milos from Washington. And, like, you know, me and you were talking that the new facility should help with Chicago and should help with St. Louis. But Milos said, wow, this facility is nicer than Washington. Washington. Yeah. So maybe we get some of those um, – People looking for somewhere to play in the Big Ten from the West Coast, you know, California, Washington, Oregon, and and just I don't know. Hopefully, those recruits keep coming here, and and that'll be really good moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And we got a post game uh, or our press conference interview, I should say, uh, from Milo coming up. So make sure you stay tuned. But like I was gonna say, I'm a little worried about the defense. Here's where I I, I love that our linebackers are really good this year because obviously it's gonna improve our run defense. Like. Um, at that post conference, the three guys that were up there at, at the post conference interviews, the you know, uh, for the press, um, the post press conference. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the best way to put it. Um, the three guys that they had on defense, or four of them, um, were Nate Hobbs, and then Daley Harding, Jake Hansen, and Miller Eifert. Yeah, they had three running. I mean, three linebackers. Obviously, Brandon Peters was there. They had an offensive lineman. Nate Hobbs, and then, like we just said, three linebackers. I think that in itself says a lot. I agree. I really want to interview, too, Wole. Yeah. I think he's the going to be the corner piece of this defense eventually. I think he'll be Milo and and him. He played great so, on Saturday. Hopefully he could do that again. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see how he does, uh, how some of the defensive tackles do against this run defense or this run offense because 
uh, UConn can bring it. Here's a couple of statistics from their last game against Wagner. Uh, Kevin Men- Mencha, isn't it Mensa? It's Mensa. And Mensa, I think. Yeah, Mensa uh, had 36 carries in, uh, for 144 yards. Yeah, I mean, when against you... Wagner. So it's Wagner, but. All right, well. Obviously, they're, and then their number two guy, Art Thompson, had 91 yards on 17 carries. All like, I'm going to say. That's what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball. If you give a guy 30, if you give him the ball 36 times, he better have 150 yards. Like, that. that's actually not that good because of the amount of times he got the ball. Like, what's that average out to? Four yards a game. That's pretty good. It's, I mean. That's, yeah, if, you, like if, you ru- said, if he ran the ball every time, he would have gotten a first down. If, in theory. Okay. Statistically. But you look at the first that. drive at Illinois, Reggie had five carries for 35 yards. Seven yards a carry. You know, that, right. that's bigger that's, chunks. I agree. And and this is against Wagner. You can only get four yards a carry against Wagner. Illinois should be able to stop him. Yeah. And if they do, they win. I mean, that's it's I mean, as simple as that. Right, because the, 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 their quarterback, Mike uh, Baudry, is just... Not good. He's, yeah, he's from not from good. like what what everyone's been telling me, what Twitter's been telling me on top of it, he, four, 14 for twenty one, which is sixty six. That's uh, sixty. Was, was that? Yeah, sixty six mm-hmm. uh, percent like completion percentage, which isn't bad, but for only one hundred fifty eight yards with one interception, that's pretty bad. And they only barely squeaked out the win against Wagner. Yeah, I just want to throw precaution. Like I want caution in the win because yeah. I don't honestly like. We've seen weirder things like Illinois lose to like like bad teams before, you know and, I mean? and they and we're not trying to say Illinois is a good, good team. team yet, but they they should beat UConn. Yeah, I, my hype from Monday night has faded a little bit. Yeah, the August high. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my August high now three days into September, uh, four days into September when this is released, uh, has completely or not completely gone, but it's a little bit gone. I was like, wow, our team's great Monday, but. I don't know. I'm a little worried against them. They have potential to be great, but there there is some holes in the team that still need to be fixed. And um, like Lovey said, post game we met all of our goals offensively, most of them defensively. Um, they they just have to keep improving on the defensive side of the ball, and you know like that continues this week against UConn. Yeah. Um, one more thing I want to talk about and. Um, We'll talk about this a little bit more, but we were talking about Isaiah Williams last time mm-hmm. about his redshirt plan. Good move from Lovey. Well, we don't necessarily know it's official yet. Right, but we're banking on the fact that it is because right. it probably is. Yeah, post press conference, he said he had he had the he had a plan for him. Yeah, which in my head is redshirt, but he hasn't explicitly yeah. Yeah, said yeah. that. But but I mean, the the more and more we go without seeing him. It's probably going to mean redshirt, and that means he gets four games. Is it sixteen mm-hmm. quarters that he can play? And um, if you're going to use him, don't waste him against Akron, UConn, and Eastern right. Michigan. Why not use him however you want to use him against you know Wisconsin, Michigan, Rut- uh, yeah, Rutgers, Nebraska, the Big Ten teams, the bigger games, um, as kind of like a secret weapon rather than. You know, I mean, they didn't intend to do this with MJ Rivers last year, but when AJ Bush went down, he was in in, in what game one, game two. You don't really want to use Isaiah Williams like that, which is why Matt Robinson came in at the end of the game against Akron. Yeah. Finally, game predictions, score predictions. 
So Illinois has a, I believe, 18-point spread to cover. And on the road, it makes it a lot harder for me to say that they will cover that spread. But just for the heck of it, I'm going to say they cover the spread. And they're going to win 31-10. to 10. I think they have another big game. Seven touchdowns. Wow. 49-21. to 21. You, you might as well make it 48 because they're not going to make seven extra points. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, That's such bad juju. Knock on wood. I mean... Oh, man. They have, they're so similar <laughs> to the Bears right now in terms of kicking, which, which means they don't have a reliable kicker right now. Yeah. But forget the, the kicking situation. We've got more to come for you guys listening. Um, we've got interviews with Milo Eifler coming up next. So, first season playing with the Illini, what's kind of the difference between, so far, the Pac-12 life and the Big Ten life? Um, biggest difference for me, probably Big Ten, is just the, the style of offenses we play. You know, Pac-12, mostly everybody was spread offense, you know, um, trying to get guys one-on-one situations, create space. Um, we, got, we got a couple of those teams in the Big Ten, but it's mostly downhill, you know, run, Wisconsin, like Wisconsin-type. Uh, Iowa type, you know, offenses. So that's like the, pretty, pretty much the biggest difference for me. Yeah. You had that like penalty yet, or that that penalty, and then right after that, you had that big hit where you just juiced up, ready to to make that big hit. Like, did you feel it coming on? Um. Well, I knew the 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 motion was coming, and they were uh, they were about to run another screenplay. But I was really mad that I got a penalty call because the ref didn't see what the offensive line did to me. So I was like, it's not cool, you know. You can't tackle somebody after the play. It's like. I was kind of mad. Yeah, I was mad about that. So then Coach Smith had pulled me aside um, on the sideline. He was like, you can't do that. You know, you got to keep composure. And I was like, yeah. Um, next play, just saw the screen, jumped the route, and then made a play. So it was it was a pretty big pretty big moment. How many messages did you get after that big hit from, like, friends and family? Oh, yeah, my phone was blowing up crazy. Like, uh, went back to the locker room, took a shower, and, like, opened up. It was like... Over like a hundred messages on like Twitter, Instagram. It was pretty cool though, everybody to see back from back home, just watching the games and um, just recording me and posting it. It, it just it, it felt it felt good. Is that the best one you've had ever? Anything? Uh, no, it's still eleven games left. <laughs> was that kind of the welcome back to, to football moment for you? Um, you could say something like that, yeah. But uh, it was just great to be able to you know run out there and play with my teammates for the first time. It was more about the experience and everything. This year, obviously, there's not as much cornerback depth, but there definitely is depth at linebacker. Do you guys feel like there's a little bit more pressure on you guys to step up this year? Um, well, I mean, we felt pressure from since, you know, Coach Smith is, became the defensive coordinator. He made it clear that the linebackers were the leaders of the defense and, you know, were supposed to take control uh, of the situation, you know. And um, it starts off with us and uh, kind of how, how good we play. You know, that's that goes with the defense. So, you know, if we have a bad game, the defense is going to have a bad game. So if we have a good game, you know, the defense is going to have a good game. So it was just kind of having that um, in the back of my, our heads and always being reminded with, the, you know, of course, his son is our, our, our linebackers coach. So and he, you know, reiterates everything he says. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of good having both of those coaches on, on our side and, you um, going on throughout the season I feel like we're going to have like a good 
good season because we just have those two two coaches and the rest of the defensive staff is pretty good themselves. Going into the Senators game, obviously UConn didn't have the best record last year. Does that change the way you guys think about the game, how you prepare for the game, or um, is it the same mindset? No, definitely a different mindset. Um, you know, we don't want to do anything we did last year. We kind of don't even think about last year. It's just a whole new season, um, going week by week, um, just studying our opponents, kind of not worrying about us. Like, I'll say we're on a winning streak, you know, every week is going to be a new week. Um, because, you know, in college football, a lot of teams get upset because just because they th- going into the game, they think their opponent is weaker than them and stuff like that. So uh, we kind of don't have that mindset, you know. We, we think we can play with anybody, and we should. So we've been working hard for this. So um, I feel like each week we're just going to have that same mindset. And what do you say to people that are like, oh, this is what Illinois usually does, wins first game, and then it's kind of downhill from there? Does that trigger you guys a little bit or um I mean we're used to people saying we're gonna lose so uh they don't know what happens between you know when we're doing in the in the weight room or on the field in practice so it doesn't really matter to us when you know all, all we can control is what we do on Saturday so that's about it you've been in the old uh facilities what do you think of the uh new ones oh man the new ones are they were nicer than Washington's it was it was, it was definitely a upgrade um, the old locker rooms, of course, were small and crowded, and it's just like having your own space and being able to, you know, walk around and enjoy the building and, you know, take Snapchats, just, you know, new stuff, have a bowling alley, you know. We have a hot shot basketball. It's like we could use it at any time. So it's like it's definitely a good experience, you know, having a, um, a new locker room and seeing it built over time and, like kind of having being anxious and when we're going in and like that that Sunday we didn't even know we we're gonna move in that day so it was like a whole big surprise so it was like I like I like that. Your hit on Saturday got a lot of attention on social media. What is the favorite thing that you saw regarding your hit? Um, it's kind of just like the people's reaction. They're like quoting it like, "Oh man, this guy's." Uh, it was I don't know. It was one of them. It was like. Why'd you hit him so hard? Or he was like, man, this guy's got a family. That man has a family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, it was just, it was funny seeing people's reactions. But I didn't even know it was going to go viral as, 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 as big as it did. I was just like, man, I was, I looked back and I saw he was still on the ground. I was like, man, I'm, I'm hoping he's okay. So, uh, but it was just a great moment, you know, being able to do that on the first game. So. And it was one play after I believe you got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make sure? when you come in that aggressively that it's not um, at the head or unsportsmanlike? Um, I was, that was too. I, was, I thought it was, I thought they were going to throw another flag for targeting because, you know, they were just looking at me for an you know, unsportsmanlike conduct. So, um, but Coach Coach Smith makes it a big emphasis to either, you know, tackle with our shoulder and put a, clear our, our head out the way. So um, I did both those things, led with my shoulder, put my head out the way. And um, it just exploded, you know, through the through the ball. When you play Madden, do you hit like that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody that plays Madden can can come get this work. Yeah. Thanks so, to Milo. Yeah, thanks Milo. Like after the uh, Madden. Yeah, after the um, the uh, the uh, conference, the the press conference. Excuse me. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't get that out. The press conference. Um, we talked to him for a little bit. It was fun. He was, was a really good interview. My favorite part of the whole thing was when he was like, yeah, Washington, this is this is better than Washington. My the, favorite the new, part the new was when he said he could give anybody the work in Madden. So we're going to try to set up something 
maybe you guys will get to watch me play Milo and Madden. Yeah. It's my only, the only way I'd ever be good at football, <laughs> Madden. Your only chance of ever beating Milo in football is, is a virtual video game. 100%. 100%. Well, to close this out, since we're both Bears fans and we're on the biggest verge, the verge of one of the biggest games um, for the Bears this year, Thursday Night Football, Bears-Packers. It's today. Game it's today. Day. Yeah, it is today. So let's get some score predictions for this game. What do you got, Anthony? I got the Bears winning. I think they will win. Um, I expect the defense to really be hard Nose defense, kind of like in the first game last year, but not give up a 20 nothing lead and lose the game. So I think the Bears win. I don't think – so a lot of people are wondering, will the offense be rusty because Mitch hasn't really taken a, a preseason snap? And I don't think so. I think he made a great point last year. He goes up against the best defense in the NFL every day. Okay, yeah. So he's not going to be rusty. I think the Bears win – 27 to 21. All right. And Mitch throws two touchdowns. David Montgomery has one. And Eddie Pinero kicks that one, but two field goals. Wow. And misses a third. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with 31-21. Uh, I think it's going to be a bigger win. I actually think that the Packers are on a serious downtrend. Yeah, but anytime you play Aaron Rodgers, there's a chance you right. lose. So you got to get Absolutely. Him. I hope there. Mac knocks him out again. <laughs> yeah, this time. Not like, not like serious injury. This time he like, won't come back at the end and beat us. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be real nice. Anyways, for Oski Talk, I was Patrick Catazone, and with the great Anthony Pasquale. <laughs> Too kind. You're welcome. Have a great day. Go Bears. Go Alina. Uh, go Alina.